Good evening, throwers of plastic. This is Kirby's Disc Golf World presents the Frothies, that yearly award show where we give out awards about disc golf. Let's first start out with some plugs from JK. Guys, make sure to rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed. It definitely helps us out. Follow us on Instagram at Jesus Disc Golf, Swiss Cheese DG, JK Disc Golf, and Kirby Disc Golf World. And see our hot takes on Twitter at JK Disc Golf, Swiss underscore DG, and Disc Golf World. And to see more Disc Golf content every single day, subscribe to the YouTube and hang out for a while at Kirby's Disc Golf World. Before you get into it, second annual. Put some respect on this, second Red. Annual. Second annual Frothies Awards. The most prestigious awards yeah, in disc golf. Absolutely. Actually. Write that down. Put it in the bank. But we're going to jump into our first award of the night. The best performance of the year. For the MPO, we have the nominees of Nathan Queen at the DGPT finale, Conrad at Worlds, and Eagle McMahon's domination at Las Vegas Challenge. Yeah, man, I think Eagles is going to get sidestepped for it being so early in the year. Um, but... It's got to be, in my opinion, it's got to be Queen with what he did and the performance that he did in that finale. Um, dominated every round, finished every round, um, did everything along those lines, and that's, I don't see how you can go anywhere else. I think you can go one place. It's called the Holy Shot. It's the shot heard around the world. It was the start of the Conrad Revolution. The Minutemen were ready on the news. But, yeah, he, he won world. It was, he was in contention the whole time. He beat somebody going for the for his sixth world championship, beat him in a playoff, and fucking had the biggest shot of all time. How can that not have the be the best performance of all time of the year? I think the one thing that keeps me questioning on why I believe Nathan Queen should have the best performance of the year is that he dominated every single round, and it seemed like he had everything in control at all times, and I can't say that about James Conrad at Worlds. Yeah, he definitely, Queen led... Every round, with the low seed, every day, no doubter. Even when he had Gibson chasing him down with 100-footer putts with no sweat, and he's still no concerns whatsoever. So as a whole, over that whole entire performance, I think it's got to go queen. Um, That being said, Conrad had a great two days of the world. (laughs) Those last two days, superb. Um, But as far as all-around entire tournament, it's got to be queen. I think that's what we went with. Did we go queen? We went Nathan Queen. All right, we went queen. Not to be overshadowed, of course, but the FPO for the best performance of the year. Also at the DGPD finale, we have Missy Gannon. We have Paige in one of her seven dominating tournaments. And Katrina Allen at the World Championships. I think it's kind of bullshit that we didn't just pick one because I could actually argue with then. Because we're not going to just pick Paige Pierce. You want to know what? I say we pick Paige Pierce. She had such a fucking dominating performance in all the performances. Yes, she fell off in Worlds. Yes, she fucking blew up at fucking... Throw pink. Yeah, throw pink. Yes, she did this. But when she was on, she was on. So I think you could pick any of those performances and it beat out Gannon's or fucking Katrina Allen. Because Katrina Allen's performance was good, but it took a fucking... It took being idiotic by Paige and for her to win it. So I think we should give it to Paige because she. I love how the storyline of James Conrad and Katrina Allen are very similar, almost parallel. And in Reed's opinion, this is the almighty greatness, (laughs) and this is just happened. It's not, not, not at all, not at all. Paige. Threw OB twice on hole 18. 
Paul didn't throw one, didn't throw an OB once on 18. So it's more of a yes. Katrina had a really good game, but it's more of a page blow up. So I don't think if we give it to Katrina Allen, I'm fucking calling shenanigans because Conrad fucking lost for his win at Worlds, but we're gonna give it to Katrina Allen for fucking her her win. I guess I have to call it that because she won, but definitely a win. Definitely a world champ, two time. I think it's kind of an inter. I don't think you can honestly. Yeah, she's a world champ. Like that's your argument fallback on anything when we criticize Conrad, and you don't like hearing it when it's Cat. Um, the, uh, the only other also debate, Conrad I don't even think Paige is in the picture. First of which, Paige is not even in the picture in this. It's Missy or Cat, in my opinion. Um, Missy with what she did at the end of the year, stacking what she did, beating her beating her win totals. With stacking wins, um, having the a hell of a year, or it's Cat in that performance, and you could say Paige blew up. I would say Cat played her. She played her style. She knew that she was going to put that on Paige, and I think it played into her hands. I think this is definitely an award. Share on social media. Let you know what you think, because Kirby's Disco World is obviously a little bit split right here. I, I can feel the tension. Really awkward being in the middle of it. So we're going to be moving on. Two, something that goes along with the We're not going to say the winner? Who won? Nope. No. <laughs> no. I'm scared I'm going to get hit <laughs> for whatever I say. I, hey, I said I'd be Missy Cannon one. We're going to give it to the USDGC people, winners of it. Missy Cannon Throw one. Pink. Andy yes. Throw yeah. Pink. Throw yeah. Pink. Yeah. But we're going to go up with the Layup Award. And I think it's only fit that two almost six-time world champions for laying up deserve this award. Yeah, babe. Paige and Paul both laying up on hole 18, causing one to go into a playoff, causing the other one to lose. Flat out. You heard it here first at Kirby's Disc Golf World. Yeah. Don't lay up. I know. Yeah, only Don't at Kirby's Disc Golf World is a layup bad. Lay up, layups are only good for basketball. What would be the good layup? Eagles tilt? Um, first pops in my head. Eagles tilt. There's Sarah? no good layup. No, there isn't. But if you want to get, I will give you um, Sarah Holcomb had one. At, yeah, Worlds. At, yeah. Yeah, that was. No, I don't agree because I think I, we disagreed because I believe that she should have went for it because she yeah. still needed some strokes. But moving on to the breakout player of the year, we're going to start with the MPO. We have Matty O. It seems like he's been around the game for a long time, but I feel like he was a staple in the household names for this season, especially Nathan Queen. Obviously, the DGPT finale to end the season was a big win. And Andrew Marweed, who really, at the back half of the season, made a name for himself. Can, can we give Swiss nomination, who we gave it to last year, Kyle Klein? Swiss nominated him three times. <laughs> he just kept trying to push me. like, hey, man, how about we give it to Kyle? We gave it to him last year, Swiss. <laughs> hey, but you want to know who did good, though, Kyle Last year's he was. broke out again, man. He's stacking the breakouts. So what can I say? Um, I think uh, McQueen, not McQueen, I know, but <laughs> Queen, uh, so Queen, Queen had one tournament that was really good, but I think Maddie O's was all over the place, and I think it, he did have a breakout, but I do think he's not he's not going to do as good as he did last year next year. If you want to check predictions, we did it a couple months back maybe. But um, I think Matty O would be my pick for breakout because he his name was all over fucking disc golf world this year, and that's what I see breakout as. I, I could definitely see Matty O as a breakout candidate. 
he's probably he's probably up there as one or two. It's hard to give it to Queen on just one performance. I kind of want this breakout to be on a season. So I see Reed's argument on Matty O. Um, but I think Marweed is a little less known than Matty O. And what he did as far as top five finishes and playing up to that is why I think he's just a little bit more breakout. Matty O has got a name. He's got a rep. He's got a personality. Marweed's just eating cookies and making a name by his performance. Yeah, I think especially the back half of the season after Idlewild in that battle, it really caught my attention what Andrew Marwee was going to do. I think at one point in time I was saying that he was going to make a really big name for himself in 2022 season. I still believe that, and I think he really set a pace for that at the end of 2021, even though Matty O did as well. It surprised me on a lot of tournaments, but I'm going to have to give this one to Andrew Marweed. Kind of funny that these both of these, two out of the three are going to be with new companies next year. Um, kind of goes yep. to show with what's your performance and kind of stacking that in into another sponsorship. Um, it's good for disc golf. Well, fucking, you brought up new companies that jump into the best brand of the fucking, of the year. Best yeah. brand of the year yes. we have. <laughs> disc Mania for what they're doing to split off from Minova. I feel like this is the, the first year we saw them putting out plastic, new discs, really representing themselves. We have OTB for the entire season last year. They were putting up tons of money up for the skins and they were being very consistent as well as donating to a lot of other players sponsoring them along the way we have ev7 who really made a name for themselves with the penrose and drew gibson and really just kind of showing what a putter only company can do and finally we have mvp for signing james conrad and pushing out and making one of a not unknown disc but a less popular disc one of the most popular discs in disc golf right now so we know reed's pick no i'm gonna go with this mania this mania has been doing a lot of different shit wow. they've doing i james conrad outsold mvp by himself and that's amazing so i can't really give it to mvp when one player outsold the whole company so i'm not gonna really do that um but this mania putting out bunch leaving the nova putting out new discs Making a brand new disc for fucking Eagle McMahon. That getting out before the end of the year was a great move by them. I think you got to give it to Disc Mania, what they're doing. You can't give it to just the putter company because it's just the putter. You can't give it to MVP because they've only done so good sales because of fucking a throw. And what the ass other OTB. one was. OTB. You can't give it to them because they just sell everybody's disc. So fuck them. I'm going to go with OTB, um, mainly because of what they do in the skins match. And I think the skins match is getting a lot more um, visual disc golf into people and that content into people's hands. And I think it's a lot more shareable and it's a lot more interactive where you can introduce somebody who's new to disc golf into a skins game and have them enjoy it, right? It's going to give you the personalities that you want. Um, and be able to basically fund that venture by itself through creative sponsors and everything along those lines while also sponsoring players. What they're doing and the spread that they're making, I think OTB is going to be up there. I 100% agree with what, what you're saying with this media. The fact that they're getting a new factory, pumping out new plastic, um, and taking really ownership of their company and taking it to the next levels, Absolutely. Um, but I'm tired of mystery boxes, so I'm going OTB. I think it's undeniable what Discmania has been putting out recently and what they've been really doing. And re You might hate the mystery boxes, but the hype around them and what they've been doing, especially this year with the new discs they're putting into it and just hyping up 
overall new stuff. Like it's really new beginnings for them, and what they've been being able to push out, I've been really impressed with it. And I think this is only the start for them. And I think overall in the twenty twenty one season, no matter what everyone else did, I think Dismania just did a little bit better. Yes. I'm gonna go Dismania for brand of the year. I picked to pick the winner for once, guys. Dismania. Yeah. I'm not unhappy with that. I definitely see that. And I think OTB's doing great things, and they're going to continue to do great things. I think they're going to start a new wave of what? Like, some companies. Are gonna Nobody releases a disc oh. better than disc. Yeah, what yeah. did it for me was was the new release of the Rainmaker and Eagle McMahon's disc. How do you fucking... And the Cloudbreaker 3. How do you fucking have a disc review with a person that doesn't even throw the fucking disc? That bothered me. <laughs> That's one thing that fucking just made it. They're like, yeah. Eagle even admits it. He's like, yeah, I can't throw this disc. But I'm gonna give a review on it. <laughs> well, I think we did best disc, best disc golf brand. I think we should do disc of the year. Why not? Because they walk hand in hand. I believe they do too. Disc of the year, we have the hydrogen from Loft, which was described as the straightest disc of all time. We have the Penrose from EV7, really kind of showing what not only Drew Gibson can do, but a lot of other people are looking for new discs. We have the Envy, which was obviously made famous after the Holy Shot, and then we have. Nova's releases that no one really knows about or what they're called. Yeah, it should just have a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been like eight of them, I swear, but I don't know because they're never advertised. Yes, yeah. The, uh, we, we've gone through that. No, um, Kind of weird that all the fucking discs of the year are putters, but... That's, that that's is kind of really strange. That, well, maybe it's... That, maybe that's the easiest disc they, can, they see converting into your bag. But I think... Just for sheer numbers and sheer, it's in everybody's fucking bag. I don't think this is a debate. It has to be the fucking envy. I mean, we could have done it. I mean, the P2 should have gotten fucking maybe. The new P2 should have gotten maybe a, a nomination. But I think the envy, just for the sheer numbers and just everybody has an envy now. Like, it's in everybody's bag. It's it's disc of the year. It's known for the, the shot of the year. Why not give it disc of the year? Because people know what it is now when it came out when it was made in 2016 and people finally are like oh man let's throw this because james conrad threw it in from fucking 247 feet especially after right after it happened and like the discs were really being mass produced i was going on the course all the time and i always saw blue and yellow being thrown everywhere like, i didn't need to like no. see like from way far down i'd be like you got an envy yep i'm seeing that yeah. everywhere yep you can't, you can't get away from that disc, man. Yep. One's in my bag. <laughs> yep, this is one in my bag. I think it's pretty easy to say that an MV has disc of the year yeah. in the bag. Yep. Nice. I agree. Going on to maybe not some great things, we have the Uh-Oh Award. With, we have Adam Hammes at Worlds slamming the putter in the bottom to only land on the ground. KJ ruining his tournament at Portland Open with a few mistakes. We have... Uh, Heinberg at hole four of Las Vegas, hitting off the band and then missing into OB. And finally, Simon, first available. One more. Sarah Holcomb's roll away um, from off the cage all the way down the hill. Uh, my, my opinion, it's KJ ruined a tournament. KJ was winning, looking like he's going to walk away and then bounce off the band or cage, rolls down out of – out of bounds and just was the end of his tournament. I think that's everybody else wasn't really in contention or did not lose as much as KJ did. So I think that's the uh oh. Like as soon as you see fucking it rolling out of bounds, you know, 
fucking done. Because I think he it rolled out of bounds and then he shot again and he fucking it rolled away again. Yeah. So it, it it was more than one. It was just a cumulative. I don't know how you cannot have the uh oh meme and not have a disc rolling down a hill two hundred plus feet and not think of that meme or think of Mondays in general. Like that disc just rolling down past onto the tee box of another green past for negative drive. For a negative drive essentially is what that was. Um, as much as, yeah, it's unfortunate with what KJ has, I think that one just feels more... Man, that, that's more weird. More plausible or more... I think we've all lived that moment more than a KJ moment. And that's why I would give that to Sarah Holmes. And I, can I also just comment on Hamas's? That man for uh oh that's just that's like more like I'm a dunderhead move. Ha- Hamas is my second. That, really? Yeah, cause cause we've it's yeah, yeah we we have all had that happen. Fucking JK just had that happen like two day like two times ago. But anyways, it's just that would have been my second. But I think just because of how much how bad it was and how it he was in contention, he was gonna win that tournament, and then. Like dust, like a fart in the wind, fucking gone. Yeah, I gotcha. That and the Hellcombs is also longer, so you feel it a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think Kevin Jones, that was one hole. If that hole didn't happen, he won that tournament pretty much in the bag. And it was just like watching it live, just like my heart sank every time it rolled OB, and then he missed another one and another one. And then you're like, maybe you should lay up now, but it's like yeah. you're already at like your sixth throw, so you gotta like kind of try a little bit. I think that was the biggest uh-oh all season. Yeah. But another little bit of an uh-oh round, we have the Quicksand Award, which is going to someone who pretty much was in contention and sinks their entire round. Yeah, it's it's the, you're, nothing's going right, you just keep sinking deeper and deeper, so it's the base, just terrible rounds that people had. So to start, we have Calvin Heimberg's final round at Worlds, went from in contention to out of it. We have Paige Pierce at the Throw Pink Championships, putting up a plus double-digit round. We have Adam Hammes at the DGPT finale, was in contention to win and completely ruined it, just like Haley King did as well at the DGPT finale. Yeah. Um, the ones that affected me the most that I remember are the two females in that one uh, because of prize picks. Use code name Kirby. Get, get uh, whatever you buy, doubled it. But and because uh, I think we both we all had Paige on the under and she shot plus eleven in absolute garbage. I had the same thing with Haley. I had Haley winning that one. So the ones that hit me the most are those two, and they just like I think Haley was plus seven and Paige was plus eleven, and that is fucking out of control. If you're gonna go, it's it's the worst fuck. And like with Paige, it was not. It was just like quicksand. She just kept getting worse. Like she would. She would, oh, struggle a little bit, and then she would find her way out, and then the next hole she'd shoot no B and shooting a plus two on it. So that's that's my vote. My vote is Paige because she – because it was quick. Like, the definition of quicksand is Paige's round. I have no full agreements. That thing it just came from the start. It was bad, bad, bad. You always thought, like, it's Paige Pierce. She's going to come back from this. No matter if she's plus four right now, she's going to come up at this round. And that just did not happen. I remember – I was doing something and I checked the scores and I thought it was a joke. I thought she might like they messed up the score or something. I think we were disc golfing. Yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah, and I was like, 
Paige Pierce is plus 13 right now. She's completely out of it. Yeah. And that was just straight quicksand. I kind of like Camus. You do like Camus. I... He's a big Camus. Man, there's nothing more brutal than him being in the final and going nowhere, either in the tournament and still having to throw. Like, and you, you go through such more motions than that. With Paige, she was at least trying to gain strokes because there's more days after that. Could you imagine being in the final for the highest payout and you are you can't run down anything? Nothing's going right. Everything's going wrong. And you have to stay there while others are just killing it. Yeah. And you can't leave. Like You know what I mean? That's and, what happened to Haley King. That's, that, that, was, yeah. that, that was Haley King's one. That was the same, same exact thing. So, yeah, I... I think we. I think just for the sheer terribleness, it's, it has to be Paige, guys. I would agree. And that's two versus one. <laughs> yeah. Boo. That's like two in a row. But go ahead. Now we're gonna go into not a, a contest, guys. Not a contest. <laughs> we're gonna go into a little bit of the community that involve a little, some people that we interact with. We have the Must Follow of the Year Award. We have Part. Uh, this is on Twitter. You okay. guys know, you know. That's gonna be kind of one of those. Fall for Magazine. Great podcast. If you haven't listened to that, do that. Stat Mando, where you get all your latest disc golf statistics. And finally, Roots of Flight, where it's bringing the history back into disc golf in a podcast form. I Man, for me, it's one. I love Stats Mando. Um, absolute content. And I think that's a content that everybody it translates everywhere to every other sporting event. Why not do it in disc golf? And I think there's a lot of stats and a lot of um, info that could help highlight the game and the pro game a lot more and i enjoy anything that guy puts out i love it and enjoy consuming it at all times stat mando is my favorite but uh, shout out to all the others parked all for others all those guys could provide the solid content commentary that you need um i'm just a weird stat guy jk who do you i mean stat mando saved me in basically every podcast we've ever had to do, all the stats that I come up with and I bring up, and uh, if, for the podcast, it all come from basically directly from Stat Mando, so I can provide a lot of the insight that I give. So yeah, I think it, it's like, like everyone, everyone provides good contact, but I think that it, Stat Mando is the ultimate one for the year. Well, I guess my vote doesn't matter, so I'm gonna go with at uh, Jesus Golf on Instagram. He's a pretty awesome follow. There you go. Can't, can't, yeah. can't disagree, but you weren't in the running, unfortunately, this year. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Try harder. There you go. <laughs> next award, we're going to be giving out the what the fuck moment of the year. Mm, what the fuck? I think to start, we're going to go with the American Shorts dude and the flagger at Worlds after James Conrad shot. I think everyone was watching that like, what is going on right now? Then we have the Brody Smith giving $1,000 for the driving range at Worlds and that whole what debacle when that happened that was mm-hmm. basically put the disc golf world in frenzy for a little bit and finally we have the no respect to the fpo field after not removing baskets or changing them when they needed to be changed and overall slowing up and just showing that they were not the ones that were being respected at the tournament uh i'm thinking we're gonna go with the no respect to the females and it wasn't just that tournament it, it happened there was a bunch of little things that they did i've uh, what was there was like the uh, congratulations Katrina Allen not getting congratulated for her world's win and by whatever company she signed with Prodigy yes so I think sorry I don't know what company she signed with <laughs> but I think I think the women are just getting disrespected and I would I'd rather watch female disc golfing than male disc golfing like I've said before and I uh, 
that's what a feminist looks like. I'm going to choose a female disc golfer is getting disrespected. Why not? Uh, what was it? We had Brody and we had, what was the other one? <laughs> the American short student in the oh, five worlds. I, I'm cool you talk. Don't, don't say the B guy's name. I don't want to give that guy any credit. So The B uh, guy? Yeah, the B guy. The guy that says the B. Oh, that B guy. Yeah. Well, I kind of have to say something about it. You don't have to. Um, the shorts guy definitely made, for a relative stranger, made himself well known and part of the, part of the lexicon and of disc golf, right? Definitely on Sports Center. That helps. Everything along those lines, <laughs> um, and commenting on that just for being a spectator. So, I kind of get that. Is definitely a what the fuck moment. That guy was definitely had at least some beers. Um, but I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna discuss the Brody the Brody moment as far as internal the golf community and what that kind of raised and kind of the questions that it raised on the leaderships and tournaments and everything along those lines and how they're handled and what professionalism looks in different people's eyes um, from along those lines. And I think it was also a little bit of self-promotion. It was a little bit of everything. And it kind of made everybody into a negative light on that. So that would be my vote. I think we're going for what the fuck moment. Every week that there's something weird about that happened to the FPO, that their, their side of the tournament wasn't covered right or they weren't being shared out, just didn't seem... This year was, I feel, particularly bad, and almost every week we're like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. So I think it clearly has to go to the no respect to the FPO division. Hopefully 2022, that steps up. Woo. Fair. The next award, we're going to be having the Shut the Hell Up Award. Nice. And I think we're all going to be in agreement with the one nominee, Austin Hannum. Oh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> we have Rookie of the Year. For the MPO side, we have Gannon Burr. And Brody Smith. I love how that one just went, <laughs> real quick. Um, what, what were we doing now? I'm sorry. That was awesome. Rookie of the Year, MPO, Gannon Burr versus Brody Smith. I don't think this is much of a contest. I, I heard Gannon Burr's name. The only time I heard Bur- Brody Smith's name was when he was running his mouth. Gannon Burr did stuff on the disc golf course. Brody Smith. Did stuff on social media. Um, speaking of prize picks, was Gannon Burr on prize picks? I don't. I think he maybe at one point he was, but I don't know. Ah, so Brody's doing something right if he's on there. So he's making himself a personality um, along those lines. But he's, on Brody, as, he's on prize picks because he's sponsored by them. <laughs> they have to put him on there. He was on there prior to that. He was, yeah. He, we he, was, be on there, yeah. Yep, he was on there prior to that. Um, but as far as disc golf performance, granted. Brody statistically did a much better job this year. Hopefully, you can kind of stack and improve that. But I don't even think Brody would sit here and say that it's definitely a debate. It's Burr. Cut and dry. Yeah, there's no debate here. Gannon Burr is out here putting up amazing rounds, throwing over 600 feet, doing amazing things. I think Gannon Burr is going to be someone in our sport that's going to be a pretty prominent staple, I think, coming up. I think last year the prediction we made, uh, Kirby's Disc Golf World, was Cal Klein was going to be the next up-and-comer. I think we can say we were right there. And I think my prediction this year is Gannon Burr is going to be just similar things as Kyle Klein. I think he's about a year or two away. Just when he can full, like when he can start full touring, I know granted he did it this year, but when he's 18, a little more mature, yeah, I think he's going to stack. He'll definitely be better than last year, but yeah. Yep. Special watch. Then for the FPO, we have... Ella Hansen. I pick Ella Hansen. She did awesome. I think when we, we 
were looking at all the people that give, obviously the FPO did amazing things this year, but when you look back at Ella Hansen, what she did on such short notice, and it seemed like, yeah, she dedicated herself to disc golf, but I don't think her full entire focus was last year, and she still was putting up, she took third at the United States Women's Championship and her first year playing disc golf. I don't know how many other people could say they've ever done that or similar things to that. Yeah, for her to be in contention along those lines with the greats and pushing them on distance and things of that nature, man, once she starts getting into, like, even more better better at shaping and everything along those lines, yeah, she's going to be a force. Absolutely. Ella Hansen is definitely the winner. No question. And I think one of the, the – the what you came here for – Maybe, kind of, is who Kirby's Disc Golf World is going to say is the player of the year. I think it's only right. We're going to start with the FPO. We have Missy Gannon, who really made a staple her for herself this year. Katrina Allen, the current world champion. Kristen Tatar, for the short time she was over here, dominated. And Paige Pierce, who won seven tournaments on the 2021 season. Was it like five of them in a row, too, I think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's my pick. She took second at um, Worlds as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won seven tournaments. She, like when she was on, she was on. But she she did have a couple little mess ups, a couple t- really bad tournaments. But I think she played the best when it comes when the next person that has most wins is like five, I think maybe. I don't even know. I don't think it's that much. Yeah. So she she had seven. It's I don't think it's a fair. I think this is less of a debate than the males is. I think Paige just had a year, and it would have looked a lot better with that world. I'm going to go Missy Gannon. As far as what she's able to stack, um, granted, Missy's a fairly well-known, but what she's been able to do as far as wins this year and things along those lines, <coughs> I'm going Missy. I Granted, you know what I mean? I see the argument with Paige, but it kind of comes to the point where it's expected. And as much as it's great, you know what I mean? You, you expect that to happen. So that's why Missy was a little bit of a surprise on this year, and that's why I think I'm going to go with Missy. I think if Paige Pierce is expected to win seven tournaments and that's <laughs> dominating everyone else, I think she just deserves it. I think she, her expected is better than everybody else, then she's better than everybody else. I think yeah. For a sheer, the whole entire season – she was a dominating force, winning seven tournaments. Yes, it's unfortunate that they don't really have – she doesn't have the prestigious ones under her belt this season. But still, the amount of tournaments she won compared to everyone else just shows how much she dominated the entire season, not just a few events here and there. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not taking away anything from Missy Gannon because she won two amazing tournaments. But it's not like Paige didn't win – Prestigious ones. She also has the United States Women's United Championship States, under her belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two second in Worlds is not shabby either. So I think Paige Pierce won a lot of tournaments and still competed at the prestigious ones. Put her name in the you know, mm-hmm. cement her name as Player of the Year. But yeah. the real debate that we kind of been talking about throughout the season, <laughs> was going back and forth, back and forth, is Ricky Wysocki versus Eagle McMahon. I still don't know who the winner is of this one. Um, I've been like I said, I've been kind of going. Heart says Eagle, Brain says Ricky. I'm going Eagle. I I <laughs> no other reason I'm going Eagle. You want I think your brain should say Eagle too. He has better average placing. He just doesn't play those those silver series 
like Riggy did. Um, he just he has better cash, more cash for every tournament he plays. His average is just better. He just plays doesn't play as much as Ricky. If he played as much as Ricky, he would be even more dominating. Eagle is the easy win. You're gonna have to debate because you yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna debate because I'm picking Ricky. I don't care if Eagle doesn't play as many tournaments as Ricky does. That sounds like an Eagle problem. Ricky did it, and he won a lot of those tournaments that he played. And to show that no matter where he shows up, he's still a dominating factor, still putting out more wins. And you know, I think the one thing that we see is the Waco finish between those two. That, I, but I think even that aside, Ricky was more dominating throughout the season. Now you love bringing up that Waco finish. You really do. Oh, it, doesn't matter. Guess what? Two Eagle! versus three. <laughs> two versus one. Eagle McMahon wins Player of the Year. You're welcome, Eagle. Well, that's going to conclude this year's For All Fees, the most prestigious Disc Golf Awards. Let Woo! us know if you guys think they should have won, who should have won. Definitely let us know so we can see what you guys are thinking. But it only would be, wouldn't be right if we didn't do some 2022 season predictions. Damn. So here we go. I have some that I'm going to be asking the guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, to start off, we saw Scott Stokely been training for the past almost year now, losing a lot of weight, really grinding out. Even on the content side, he's doing a lot of things where – He's doing live putts. He's talking to pros, really dedicating his life to, to come back. So who does better in the 2022 season, Brody Smith or Scott Stokely? I have a question. Let's hear What's it. your definition of better? Uh, like, like they, uh, he, average or could it be? So in the rankings. Okay. Um, I think Brody Smith wins a tournament this year. I don't think Stokely does. Wins a tournament this year? Yep. He can win fucking Delwood Canyon's fucking tournament fall. I give a fuck. No, no, wait, but okay, so like you're talking like elite series? Or are you talking like some local silver? Like, no, not even silver, like some local B tier. Like B or C tier? Sure. Okay, he might he can win one of those. Okay. But he's not gonna win an elite series. He's not gonna take a top ten in an elite series. Okay. I don't think um, either of them do. No, no shot. I'm really excited for Stokely. For those who haven't watched the videos, do it. Um, I watched one about his practice putting. The dude's insane. He's dedicated. The one thing that I kind of think that will put Stokely over the edge on Brody, I believe Stokely will play in himself, within himself, more than Brody. I think Brody will press at times, and I don't think Stokely will do that. I think he's smart enough and has played long enough to know what to do and basically get points. Now, if Brody starts hitting those, can he finish higher? Sure, but if he starts missing, Stokely's going to just ride that plateau, and I, that's why I think along those lines, that's why I think he does performs better on the year. I think St- Scott Stokely's going to surprise a lot of people, but I don't think he's going to do better than Brody Smith. I think Brody's just a little bit younger and his ceiling hasn't been met quite yet, and I think he's kind of he's getting to the point where I think he just needs experience, and I think that he's going to be a top thirty-five disc golfer this year if he puts it all together. But I think that we're it's I don't think it's going to be a battle. I don't think Scott Stokely's going to do compete as much as a lot of people think. But I, I get it. I see. I, and who knows? I mean, he's I don't be dedicating himself. I don't know what Stokely's like off the tee how far. That's and, my and that, that may be where Brody gets him. But you put him on a wood course. I'm taking Stokely all day. And I can get on, I get on page that. Yeah, I'm taking Stokely all day, hitting gaps and stuff along those lines. But a lot of these, now that we're moving into that, like a lot of these wooded courses still require a lot of distance. True. And that's why we see people like 
you know, it's, uh, we see Greg Barsby every once in a while, but he, a lot of the times we don't see him because he still can't reach a lot of the holes that some of the top pros can get to. So, and like Michael Johansson, we've seen, seen less and less of Michael Johansson because I'm sure his distance, you know, he still can get pretty far, but not Eagle far. I gotcha. Not Calvin far. Okay. But another person that's going to be returning, and this is going to be the FPO division, we have Des Redding. Do you yeah. think she can make the top 25? Absolutely. FPO. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like just, hands down? Yeah, it's, it's top. Who's number 25 in the top 25? Who's number 15 in the top 15 of females? Exactly. Um, I can't give you like number fifteen, but I can give you number fifteen of the MPO. Yeah, but could you give? Could you name me fifteen females? Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna do that right now, just because. I don't think you can. Not, yes, I can. I'll do but it. But I, I, I think. Pod. Yeah, I would definitely take Jay on that bet. I think you can do fifteen. Okay. I think I can get to like fourteen. Yeah, um, I, 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 mean, I, I might mess up some names, but I, I definitely think she's gonna get. I think she's she's still great. I think that you know we saw Juliana Corber come back, and I guess that's that's the comparison, right? Is we saw Juliana Corber come back. Was she a top twenty-five disc golfer? Yes. So I think Des Redding has full capabilities of doing that. Fantastic. I agree. Uh, and she got that she's sponsored by Mint. Mint. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Because so, who's else is sponsored by Mint? Somebody I don't know, <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody. I hope she gets a lot of attention. I hope she gets disc stamps. I hope she kind of comes back and kind of does what. I mean, I hope she just adopts the whole what disc golf culture again, like kind of what we saw Juliana Corver do. Yeah, men's awesome. Yeah, and, and Corver was kind of Corver didn't do what Stokely's doing. She kind of just ran some tournaments and then said, "Hey, I can hang with them," and then kind of finished the year. She could. And she did and won Rookie of the Year. And I don't see why Redding couldn't do the same thing. Um, and the fields aren't a spans, and I don't think the gap from elite to everybody else. Um, is that far? Um, granted, you have a few elite, but then you have a bunch um, in and around the same level, and I think she can get up there. All right, now we're going to play a little bit of a game style here. We, I'm going to give you two players, and you're going to tell me who you think is going to have more wins on the season. Ready? Ricky or Paul? Ricky. I thought we were doing this like fast and yeah, quick yeah, answer. Paul. <laughs> Chatar, Page, or Cat? Page. Page. Eagle or Calvin? Eagle. That one made me think. Yeah, Eagle. Missy Gannon or Haley King? King. Gannon. Dickerson or Conrad? Conrad. Dickerson. Evelina or Henna? Evelina. Evelina. I'm kind of curious what everyone at home or whatever listening to says a lot of that. I think a lot, even you guys were torn a couple times here and there. But I think a lot of these, I think, are going to be super-duper close moving on into the season. Yeah. I really hope that – I really hope that – and that's another thing that we didn't allude to with the Reading. We don't know if that if European players are going to be in this year. With everything that's going on in the world at this mm-hmm. point, doesn't look that great at where we're, at, where we're standing right now, right? Um, so you take – that's a possible – five to seven spots that may have been more difficult for her to get in that top 10 or top 25 um, that are may or may not be existing in that world. So that, that's kind of an interesting – that would be something to see along those lines. But, yeah, I'd love to see that. Man, I want to see more Evelina. I want to see Evelina on the tour full time and because I think as she gets more comfortable, she could possibly be 
the best ever, in my opinion, possibly. That's bold. Um, just with what she's got in her game, and if she just, because I think she's just got to get comfortable <coughs> courses and everything along those lines, and then she'll be right there. Wow. Real bold. <laughs> my final question I have is, what is going to be the number one disc of 2022? Does the Envy carry on its legacy in the 2022, carry on the same prestige, or is it going to be something else? So what single disc? Yep. The Rainmaker. Now, what disc is going to be the best for 2022? Yep. Cast the Yarn. Dude, you stole my answer. <laughs> I think it's uh, the Cast the Yarn as well. I think it's a takeover the zone. I think it's... Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of people have been kind of looking for a zone-esque, harp-esque, and I think in one of the best plastic fields, I think that'd be cool. Um, but as far as, like, maybe seller-wise, I'm not going to – man, I'm, I'm sure Conrad's going to be pumping out some type of Conrad line this year. If they don't, shame on him and MVP – and whatever that is, is probably going to just sell based on his name. So whatever disc that's going to be. I don't know what it is. I think also the Loft Borium, I think it's called. Because yeah. I think it's supposed to be like the farthest flying disc of all time. So we're going to hopefully see if that holds up. Yeah, man, I don't want to get that disc in my hands. That's going to be interesting. Well, we will. And there will be a disc pick on it. And there will be lots of content. So be on the lookout for that. But that's going to conclude that part. Moving on from 2021 to 2022, it's only right if we set some New Year's resolutions and the plans moving forward for Kirby's Disc Golf World. My New Year's resolution is to throw a dri- be throwing a driver backhand by the end of 2022. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's pretty huge. Um, like, what do you mean by yeah, drive? Yeah. Like, can we get like a? I need like a distance. Yeah, I, I agree. No, like throwing a driver instead of throwing a mid range, I'm throwing a driver backhand. Oh. Can we? Can I get like a distance? No, no, I don't fucking on. care. I don't no fucking way. care. I thought like when I, like, I don't even know how you far said I know throwing I... off a driver. I'm thinking off the tee. Yeah. No, I, not necessarily no. off the tee. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know how I throw fucking now. I think I, back, I, think, I think I think you'll be surprised and be able to how far you throw. Oh, uh, we'll see. Wow. Wow. So this is personal, or is this like disc sure. golf, um, or Kirby's World? So whatever you, whatever your heart desires. My personal goal is to provide more and better content onto Disc Golf World. Um, as much as we kind of do pump stuff out, I think there's a lot of times we're on the course not pumping out anything. Um, to where we're falling into it. So I think I'm going to try to be more encompassing on that and being better along that front and providing the best that we can provide. That's my goal. And get a higher percentage in circle one. <laughs> Just that, that. That's mine for sure. Is I got to hit more circle one buttons. It's not looking too good right Isn't now. Isn't that everybody's wish though? Like if, Nobody's going to say, yeah, I don't need to improve my percentage from circle yeah, one. Yeah, that's fair. Like Nobody's ever going to say that. Yeah. So. I think my goal moving forward to 2022 is we have a lot of ideas. Just implement at least like one. <laughs> like one. Because we have notes on notes on what we should do. And we just keep saying. We are great idea people. We, we should do this. <laughs> and I kind of want to just pick something and run with it. And I think that's what a lot of 2022 is going to be. Especially content wise and on the channel what we're going to be doing. 
big things in the works. So I can't wait to implement awesome, a lot man. of that. The Froffies! I feel like there's like every like Academy Award they have like a song and dance. We're not good at that though. No, but reads the singer. <laughs> reads the singer. And I was told I wasn't allowed to sing, so for once. <laughs> but just told I wasn't allowed to sing. I gave you one song and that was no. that was denied apparently. What song did you give him? No, I said like he was. I was. I was. He was allowed to sing one All song. All right, but it doesn't matter. All right, that's gonna wrap up this year's frothies let us know what you guys thought if we gave the right awards to whoever let us know on twitter follow us on all that stuff rate and review the podcast hopefully see you in the next one watch the youtube for other other awards too that's true peace out peace